Leah Ryan here. Welcome to episode 14 of the Authors Read podcast. Today's author is Mike Rubin, and he'll read from his book, Cashed Out. This is Mike Rubin, and I want to tell you a little bit about my latest legal thriller, Cashed Out. It just won the Jack Eden Award is the best contemporary drama of 2017, and it's about a lawyer who refuses to defend his ex-wife for murder. And when he says no to her, things just keep getting worse for him. He careens from the swamps and marshes of Louisiana's chemical corridors to the deepwater oil rigs in the Gulf of Mexico, from the river industries that pollute minority neighborhoods to the privileged playgrounds of New Orleans crime syndicate bosses, and from a notorious alligator processing plant to the halls of political power, all in an attempt to clear his name and to find and keep more than $4 million in cash. Because holding more than $4 million in cash makes you everybody's target. This is an excerpt from the book Cashed Out. By Michael H. Rubin. Failed lawyer? <laughs> Damn right I'm a failed lawyer. I've got a failed marriage. I've got three maxed out credit cards. I got a broken down office with a mortgage that's underwater. Until three weeks ago, I had no clients and no money. Well, no clients except for G.G. Gidry, and he's just been murdered. And no money except for the four million. $452,737.17 in cash that Gigi had left with me for safekeeping. Less than a hundred hours later, he was dead. His body was found at the industrial plant site of his company, Toxic Waste Processor Camellia Industries, floating in one of the holding ponds in a scummy mixture of petroleum waste, drilling fluid, arsenic, lead, barium, chromium, manganese, mercury, and who knows what all. The police initially thought that Gigi had been overcome by fumes and had fallen in, but when they pulled his body out, the cause of death was clear. Gigi had been shot three times, once in the stomach, once in the chest, and once in the forehead. He was dead before someone dumped him in all that muck. Now, how did it all begin? With a knock on my office door that startled me. Now, I hadn't had a client or a visitor in weeks, and no one ever came by on a Sunday. There he was, looking just like he appeared in all the TV newscasts. Big cigar, florid face, mound of swept-back gray hair, houndstooth sports coat stretched over a patterned black-and-white silk shirt, the utter confidence of a huckster stuffed in a rotund casing. Lawyer Jack Snyder, glad to meet you. I'm Gigi Gidry's son. This is your lucky day. You're just the man I want to hire, and when you hear what I want, you're going to thank me. He pumped my hand and barged right in. I was more than a little embarrassed that the notoriously successful G.G. Gidry saw how I operated. You see, my office is in my house. It's an old, run-down house. My conference room used to be a living room. Several window panes are cracked. The fireplace hasn't functioned in years, and the wallpaper is peeling away at the corners. Gidry took it all in with a withering glance. I pulled out my legal pad and said in my best professional voice, So? Yeah, that was a little abrupt, I know that. I should have engaged in all the perfunctory pleasantries that normally begin a business meeting. But I had dispensed with all of that long ago. Catch Atkinson, my former boss at the biggest law firm in town, had noted as much in my final annual review. Quote, Still has the intellectual ability, but now seems to be lacking the requisite people skills. <laughs> Damn right after what happened to me there. Gigi stalked around the room, puffing on his big cigar. 
got a real estate deal and a bunch of corporate work, and I need you to paper it up. Real estate and corporate got it, I said, trying not to salivate. The news had been full of stories about the temporary restraining order that had shut down Camellia Industries. Gigi had been making vast profits there, what with Camellia's, quote, reprocessing of anything and everything from asbestos-tainted materials to petrochemical plant waste, from oil-sheened swamp sludge that was still being scraped up after the Deepwater Horizon oil spill to use drilling mud from oil rigs and spent fracking fluids. Gigi had been a constant presence in the press, excoriating his opponents and promising to get the plant up, running, and even expanded. Now, how Gigi had gotten to me, I didn't know, and I didn't care. I'd show all the other attorneys in town that I was still a lawyer to be reckoned with, not the failure they thought I had become. It was a few days after Gigi first retained me, and I had started working on his projects when I was awakened at two in the morning by a banging on my front door. Dressed only in a pair of boxers, I peered through the peephole to see Gidry, in a tuxedo, tie askew, pounding away with his fist. I turned the lock. He dragged something in, slamming the door behind him. With some effort, he slung a mammoth leather suitcase, secured with a thick yellow mesh strap, onto my conference table. You're my lawyer, right? Absolutely. And what I tell you as a client, you can't tell anyone, right? Right. This... Gidry said, stroking the leather suitcase. It's confidential. It's mine. It's my corporation, and it's mine. But I thought, hell, I'm not paying you to think. I'm paying you to do exactly what I tell you to do. He pointed to the suitcase. I want you to keep it here in this house. Of course, in this house. If I wanted to put it somewhere else, it would be there by now. I'm a client, and I'm giving something to my attorney, and you're going to keep this something in your office here, and you're going to give it back to me when I call for it. Why was Gidry here at this ungodly hour? Why was he asking me to stash a suitcase for him? Gidry saw my look of puzzlement. His hand clenched into a fist, hitting the suitcase with a solid thump. You live, breathe, work, and just barely exist in this cruddy little building. Don't even think about leaving this house until I call you and I give you instructions. Until then, you keep this goddamn thing safe, understand? I reluctantly agreed. And that was the last time I saw him alive. And to find out what happens next, you'll have to read the book. I'd like to thank Mike for sharing his book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Authors Read Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read Podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!